episode 72 of Board Game Blitz, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network and a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to compile all the data from a poll about the best games of 2018. Board Game Blitz is sponsored by Gray Fox Games. This week, we're rolling out the red carpet to give out our annual Blitzies. We'll be discussing our favorite games of 2018 and sharing the results of the People's Choice voting as well. And now, here are your hosts, Ambie and Crystal. Before we hop into the main part of the episode, we just have a couple quick announcements. Uh, One is we wanted to thank all of you, or a bunch of you probably, for helping support the Dice Tower Kickstarter campaign. They successfully funded uh, 150% of their original goal, which is amazing. And the best part of that is one of the stretch goals that they hit was Ambie and I are going to be releasing our top 100 games of all time on the Dice Tower's YouTube channel. Yay! <laughs> I am so excited. And it's so funny because a bunch of people were messaging us and saying, are you kind of secretly hoping it doesn't get to that level so you don't have to do all that work? And while it is definitely a lot of work, I am very much excited to do this again. Uh, I think a lot of people probably don't know that we did this in 2018 on the Board Game Blitz YouTube channel. They probably think this is our first ever top 100. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I'm glad we got the first one out of the way on the smaller audience YouTube <laughs> channel. Uh, I learned a lot. And I, yeah. I, you did too, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have some ideas how to make mine better this year, but we'll see. I'm excited to get into it. So thank you all for supporting the Dice Tower. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Also, Dice Tower West is three weeks away as the time this recording releases. Oh my gosh, Um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. (laughs) And so in three weeks, Crystal and I will both be in Las Vegas at Dice Tower West, and it'll be a lot of fun. Yay! So if any of you are going to be at Dice Tower West, please, please, please come up and say hello. Obviously, if you would like to play a game with us, we would like that as well. We can't make any promises, me especially, because I will be (laughs) running around doing both Dice Tower West con stuff and Dice Tower crew stuff. Uh, I'm probably going to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off most of the time. So apologies in advance if I'm a little bit woo when you see me. But uh, know that I'm having lots of fun, even if I'm stressed out. And we would love to say hi to all of you. So even if we look busy, please, please, please come say hi. (laughs) All right. It's that time once again. It is the 2018 Blitzy Awards! Yay! We, this is our third annual Blitzies. I cannot believe we've been doing this now three years. Yeah. I'm very excited. It's amazing. Yes, it is. And so for those of you who have not been with us for the entire time we've been doing the podcast, uh, every year we give out some awards to our favorite games of the prior year, including some in some specific categories. And then we're each going to do our top five games of the year. And we also had our listeners vote on people's choice for each of the specific categories, as well as their best overall game. And we'll be sharing those. I would have to say 2018 was a pretty awesome year in games. Yeah, there are so many games that came out and a lot of the games that I played, I liked, but I I didn't play that many (laughs) compared to all the games that came out. Just like a small fraction. Yeah, what was, I don't remember what the total number was for number of games that came out Mm. in 2018, but I know, I I remember specifically it was over 2000. So... Uh, obviously, our lists are 
subjective entirely. This is from the games we played and how we liked those games. But if you know our tastes in games, obviously this will still give you some helpful information if you're looking for games from 2018 to check out in the future. I will say for me personally... I did not play a lot of the heavier games that came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Most of my games were on the lighter side for sure. Um, actually, yeah, me too, I think. There were a couple of heavier games, but like, I'm not as interested as a lot of the like mid to heavy games as much. So I, I don't have the need to play those right away when they come out. But, but a lot of the lighter ones are just easy to play right away. <laughs> right, and I think that is... As uh, as time passes, you and I will probably pick up a few yeah. of those heavier games from 2018 that we haven't played yet. Because even though I don't play a lot of heavy games, there are some heavy games that I really enjoy. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll eventually get around to those. But I had a hard time making my list, I have to <laughs> yeah. admit. it's. I know that like I'm the one that likes making lists, and I kind of force us into it sometimes. <laughs> but this one was particularly difficult for me. Uh, and I'm not quite sure why, just because there were a lot of games that I liked. Also, I think Ambie and I both did the same thing in that we, uh, for our top five lists, we omitted any game that we only played once. Yes. Uh, so even if we played a game once and absolutely loved it, and that is the case for a few of my honorable mentions, they were not, they did not qualify for our top five list. So mm-hmm. that was, that was a part of our way of narrowing <laughs> down the list, I think. Yeah. Because it really, it felt unfair to put a game in the top five that we'd only played once. Because it's hard sometimes to tell. And a lot of the games that I only played once wouldn't, probably wouldn't have made it in my top five. Because otherwise I would have played them again, I think. That I think so. that's true for me in some cases. But there are definitely others where, mm-hmm. like at least one in particular that I'm pretty sure would have made my top five. Mm-hmm. But since I only played it once, I omitted it. And I will oh, mention okay. that in my honorable dimensions. So yeah. let's stop teasing the <laughs> list and let's get to it. Okay. All right. So for our first category that we're going to award, uh, we are going to award the best co-op game of 2018. And I have to say, this was a hotly contested category, at least for me personally, because there were some good co-ops that came out this year. Actually, for me, I didn't. I don't know if I played that many of the co-ops that came out. So there was just one, or... <laughs> I mean, we. I think we I know what yours is, for yes. sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, but like, yeah, a lot of the co-ops, ga- I didn't play that much, but one of them I played a lot. Uh, and what game would that be, Ambie? That was The Mind. The Mind is definitely like, it's like kind of just below for me. It's like mm-hmm. in the top three, but there are two others technically that I liked more. I, I, this was a tough call for me. And I'm going to say that my best co-op is actually going to go to just one. Mm-hmm. This one surprised me, which is why I think I, I'm voting it in. Because it's so ridiculously simple, but... It works really well, and I love it. So Just One gets mine for best co-op. And then what did the people choose as the best co-op game, Ambi? So the people chose the mind as well, because we're on the same wavelength. Yes. Oh, I like it. <laughs> um, and this was an over, like, overwhelming winner for best co-op. So the, and I do. I like the mind as well. So I'm right up there with you. I think the people and you made an excellent choice. <laughs> Next, we're going to move on to most unique game of 2018. Let's go ahead and start with the people's choice this time, Ambie. What uh, what did the people choose this for most unique? The people also chose the mind for this one. 
you know, I can't really argue with them there. That's yeah. uh, it's a it's a good choice, and it is definitely a unique game. Yeah. Uh, but I want to hear what you thought the most unique game of 2018 was. For my choice, it was actually one that I played on the Dice Tower Cruise, and it's called Tokyo Jiro Hanbaiki. It's a box of components that have uh, like a vending machine and little sodas, little plastic sodas that are really cute. And it has a bunch of different games in it, but it's like one box of games. But uh, I have it on the Dice Tower Cruise vlog. I have some video of playing it. There was a dexterity game and there was like a economic game that we played. So there's a lot of different games and we only played a couple of them and they're really interesting. Cool. And my most unique game for 2018 is uh, Holding On, The Troubled mm. Life of Billy Kerr. While the mechanics are not actually super unique, the theme definitely is, and the feeling that I get while playing this game is incredibly unique. Like, it's a very thoughtful game, and there's a sadness to it that I that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And so I... Um, even though the mechanics aren't super unique, I think the game overall is, and I, and I love it. So yeah. my most unique game is Holding On. Well, 2018 was a really good year for unique games, I think. That's And that's what's great, is like the three unique games that we mm-hmm. just named are all incredibly different from yes. one another. That's very cool. <laughs> Our next category is Best Artwork. So for this one, I chose Villainous because I like Disney, and the art was really good in it, I think. The arts and component in Villainous are, I think are really nice with the little character markers that are like abstract versions of the villains. And then the art's not just screenshots, it's new art of all of the characters, which I thought was really nice. I actually considered this one as well for that very mm-hmm. reason, because when we pulled the game out, I started looking at the cards and I was like, oh, I was yeah. like, this isn't <laughs> old artwork that they've repurposed. They've redrawn all these characters yeah. and it's really, really pretty, like mm-hmm. truthfully. Like even if you don't like Disney, I think you have to appreciate <laughs> these like, they're familiar and yet new all at the same time. So yeah, yeah. Villainous is a great choice. So my best artwork of the year is going to go to Sunset Over Water. Mm. I actually do not like this game. <laughs> I wanted to. The publisher has made a lot of games that I love. In fact, this is the only game of theirs that I did not like. But the artwork in this game is stunning. The first time I played it, when I would flip over new cards with these like panoramic style like paintings on them, I literally gasped at mm-hmm. some some of them. Like they're that beautiful. So shout out to Beth Sobel because man is her art pretty. <laughs> like I feel like I should just commission her to come and paint the inside of my house. All the walls are white. So it would just be one giant <laughs> canvas and I just want her to go to town on my yeah. house. But yeah, so even though I do not like the gameplay, I think the artwork in Sunset Over Water makes it definitely best of the year for me personally. That's funny because I also didn't really like the gameplay of Villainous. <laughs> so both of ours, <laughs> the artwork is the best artwork. We don't like the game. <laughs> I mean, funny. that's and what's, that's what's interesting is mm. I do think good art can help elevate a game, but it the art cannot <laughs> save a game. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh. So the people's choice was Everdell. And that was an excellent choice. Yeah, that that's and I think people like that game too, so... Yeah, no, that one is really pretty. I haven't played Everdell. And honestly, I haven't seen a lot of the components. I did look it up online Mm -hmm. when I saw that the people had voted it in. So I I think that is a really good choice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everdell is beautiful. Yeah. The next category is most underrated. So for this one, the people chose Reef. This was an excellent choice, I think. Mm -hmm. 
This one got like a little bit of buzz when it came out, but then I feel like a lot of people weren't talking about it much after that. And it's from Emerson Matsuuchi, who is a great game designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different from some of his other games. And I love this one. I honestly, this was on my short list for most underrated as well. I think it's really great. And it's so easy to teach. It's got really interesting strategic gameplay, but it's approachable. And those mm-hmm. ki- types of games are great. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, I don't know if maybe it got overshadowed by Azul because they're the same publisher. Possibly. I could see that happening. I actually didn't have an answer for underrated. So what was yours? So my most underrated game, uh, I chose Stellar Leap. This was from Weird Giraffe Games and almost no one is talking about this game. And Mm -hmm. I, it was funny because Carla from Weird Giraffe had given me a review copy of this game. And since not a lot of people had been talking about it, I was like, ooh, maybe I'm not going to like this. I really like it. It's great. It kind of takes a 4X space experience and condenses it down into a shorter playtime. I will say it doesn't feel as thematic as a lot of other space 4X games, but the gameplay is solid and it has some of the best like reference cards and components of a game like this. And by like, I don't mean the physical quality of the components, but like your player board is laid out very clearly and it helps you know which actions you can take when. Everything is just intelligently designed in this game and it's enjoyable too. So I I think more people should check out Stellar Leap. It is my most underrated game of the year. So for our next category, we are going to talk about the best solo experience of 2018. And for this category, we are not limiting it to games that are solo only, uh, but any game that has a solo mode in it. Um, And our people's choice was a tie this time, which Mm -hmm. honestly, I'm kind of happy about because I think the people chose two very excellent games. Uh, So they picked Gone's Shown Clever, and Sprawlopolis. And I have played both of those games solo, and they are both awesome. So I think the uh, the people made a good choice there. Uh, what was your pick, Ambie? I picked Choose Your Own Adventure. So I don't play that many solo games, but the ones that I do play are more like story-based games. And so I liked playing through the Choose Your Own Adventure. And I think I didn't play it solo, but I think it would be fun solo. <laughs> I, I would well. agree with you. I'm actually still considering doing a stream of that on the Dice mm-hmm. Towers YouTube channel because I think it would be really neat to play through with the chat uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube. I uh, at least halfway agreed with the people. Uh, I did <laughs> I did choose Gone's Shown Clever as my best mm-hmm. solo game, which I feel like I was kind of obligated to, mostly because of how many times I've actually played the app, um, <laughs> which uh, as of right now, let's see, I'm pulling it up. I've played it 234 times in the app. So yeah, that is uh, (laughs) a lot. (laughs) All right. So let's head into our top five games of the year. I will say that some of my uh, category picks were to help supplement that I (laughs) games I couldn't get onto my top five. So my number five is Quacks of Quedlinburg, Mm. known in Germany as Die Quacksalder von Quedlinburg. It is a bag building, push your luck game where you are pulling tokens out of a bag to try and make the best potion before it explodes. It is 
simple and complicated all at the same time, and it compels you to push your luck in a way that most push your luck games, I think, don't. And mm -hmm. I love it. I played it once and immediately was like, I need to play it again. I need to play it again. <laughs> so uh, I love it. And I, I know there's an expansion coming this year, and I cannot wait for that to come out. So my number five, Quacks of Quedlinburg. Yeah, that's a good game. My number five was Curio the Lost Temple, which is like an escape room type puzzle game, but replayable. So it has a bunch of different modules that each person can do, but then other people are telling them clues for it. If you've played the app Space Team, it's kind of like that, but a board game. And I know there's a Space Team board game, but I haven't played it, so I don't know if it's actually like the app. But it it, it doesn't. <laughs> so I've I've played both the app version of Space Team and the board game version of Space Team, and uh -huh. they. They only feel similar in that you're yelling at people a lot. Like <laughs> Okay. So, I mean, this has that, but it's also like solving puzzles and other people have parts of it and you have parts of it and you can't see what each other person has. So they have to yell at each other to solve the puzzle in time. And we played it at the convention at BGGCon. I think I mentioned it in the BGGCon recap, but I really liked it and I haven't been able to play it since then. But um, yeah, I, I like those types of puzzle, real-time cooperative games, so... That's my number five, Curio the Lost Temple. Very cool. I would be curious to try that one. I did not like the space team board game. Mm -hmm. um, I do like watching other people play it. <laughs> <laughs> it's enjoyable for me that way. <laughs> my number four is Cryptid, which is, I think I also mentioned this on the podcast once, but it's a deduction induction type game. You're trying to find a monster I think, like a Loch Ness type monster on a map. And everyone has different information, like the monsters in a forest or not in the desert or not in some other type of land. And you you make guesses as to where it is and everyone else says it could be there or it is not there based on what they know. And so you narrow it down to where you think it is. And I really like deduction type games. So that that's pretty fun. Cryptid. Um, my number four is Welcome To... So Welcome To is a rando writer, a term that I'm still trying to make a thing because of the Draft Mechanic podcast. It's a roll and write game, but not with dice, with cards. So a flip and write game, whatever you want to call it, uh, where everyone gets the same set of three cards that they can choose from every round. And they're writing down numbers into their little neighborhood on their sheet, trying to score in a whole bunch of different categories. Uh, roll and write games are awesome. I love them. There are very few that I've played that I did not like. I'd like to say that I'm the Suzanne Jr. of roll and write <laughs> games. I know she is the queen. I will <laughs> I will, I will happily take up like the, the, the princess or duchess role behind her. Because <laughs> I do. I love roll and write games. And Welcome To is a great one. I've played it a bunch of times. And I I did back their Kickstarter for, they have a whole bunch of themed like neighborhoods that are coming out. And I've heard that some of them maybe are not as good as the original, but I'm still excited to try them out anyway. So that is why Welcome To is my number four. I still haven't played that one. <laughs> I really, really like it. <laughs> uh, my number three was already mentioned once uh, earlier in the show, and that is Sprawlopolis. Mm. I really like the concept of Button Shy's games, their wallet games. All of their wallet games are made up of 18 cards or less. And uh, I have played some of their other games and really enjoyed them. Notably, Circle the Wagons was my favorite previously. And then Sprawlopolis came out. Mm -hmm. And holy cow, there is so much game 
in Sprawlopolis, even though it's only 18 cards. It is cooperative. It plays well with all player counts from one to four players. How an 18 card game can be played well by four players is baffling to me, but it can. It works great. I've done it. It is wonderful. And it's just really, really fun. Uh, there's variable scoring conditions. You choose different cards for your scoring conditions every time. So what you're doing as you build out this city of cards is different every single time you play it. And it's great. If if you are going to check out a button-shy wallet game, Sprawlopolis is hands down the one that you should be looking at. And that is why Sprawlopolis is my number three game of 2018. I still need to play Sprawlopolis too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's what's great about 2018 is there's so many games. <laughs> I know. Okay, my number three is Hail Hydra, which I mentioned on the Dice Tower Cruise recap because it was my I think it was my favorite game that I played there. It's a social deduction game which I really like, and it's a mix between The Resistance and Battlestar Galactica kind of, and I like both of those games. It, it's a Marvel theme game, and everyone has superpowers special powers that help with the social deduction part. And it's a lot of fun just accusing other people and getting accused and stuff like that. That's Hail Hydra. (laughs) My number two is Decrypto, which is a team party game, a word party game that we've played with a lot of different people. Yeah, so Decrypto is a word game with teams and each team has four words that they know and the other team doesn't. And there's one clue person giving Uh, a code of three numbers and they're trying to convey the code of three numbers by giving clues out loud but both teams hear the clues for example if if your words are dog cat mouse and horse and you want to do like three two one that's mouse cat dog then you can be like uh gray (laughs) tabby and bark and your team would obviously know what it is but the other team doesn't but if the other team intercepts what they think the words match to and as the rounds go on, they get more information about the words are, then um, they get a point. So you're trying to give these really obscure clues that c- relate to the words, but not to the clues that you just gave, which is really interesting. It's very stressful, but but the clue giver passes each turn. So it's not as stressful as games where you're always the clue giver. <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun with everyone we played it with. So that's Decrypto, my number two. I like Decrypto as well. This one surprised me in a way mm-hmm. that I, I didn't expect it to. And I think it actually, while I I don't dislike code names, I burned myself out on code mm-hmm. names after it came out. And I think this one kind of, it doesn't really replace code names, but it did for me personally, just mm-hmm. because I was burned out on it. And this kind of filled a similar space. Yeah. Uh, it's a little harder to get into than code names though. Yeah. I actually played code names again recently and I still really like it. But this did replace Crosstalk for us, which is another similar word game. <laughs> oh, I, and I did not like Crosstalk at all. I only played it once, and I just, something about it was really weird for me, and I don't know why, which is not my jam, but I like Decrypto. Mm-hmm. All right, my number two is Chronicles of Crime. I also mentioned this in our Dice Tower Cruise recap. This is one that I had been wanting to play for quite a while, and I finally got to on the Dice Tower Cruise, and I played it a couple of times, and... I really like it. I do like solving crimes and mysteries and a lot of the games that do that so far had not been like just right for me. And this one is. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think it is better with fewer players rather than more. It can technically go up to four, but I think this is a good one to play solo or maybe even two player. 
but it's really enjoyable and I love the app integration a lot. I think it's done really, really well and it helps add to the gameplay quite a bit. So that is why Chronicles of Crime is my number two. Before we get into our own number ones, we're going to tell you the people's choice best overall. So that was actually a tie. I was surprised yeah. about this. Yeah. I was surprised that there was a tie for best overall because we got a lot of votes and mm-hmm. it still was a tie. <laughs> yeah. So these games must be good. I haven't actually played either of them, but it's Welcome To and Coimbra. I know this actually, it makes me want to check out Coimbra a little bit more because I have not played that one either. Obviously, Welcome To is on my number four. uh, So I'm glad that the people liked it as well. But yeah, now I'm curious if the people like Coimbra that much, maybe you and I should uh, try and get a play of it in during Dice Tower Mm -hmm. West. Yeah, there's a lot of games now that I need to play. <laughs> there will Welcome always to be. Coinpra, Sprawlopolis. <laughs> What's funny is if we went back to the Blitzies from two years ago or last uh. year, I am sure that there are a bunch of games on yes. those lists where we're like, oh, yeah, we said we want to play this and we still haven't. Probably. And that will always be the case. And as a disclosure, if you haven't played a bunch of games from 2018 or 2017 or 2016 or any year in particular, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously try to talk about older games on our podcast as well. We often are excited about newer games just because it's hot and it's exciting. But as a gamer, you, there is no requirement to what types of games you should be playing, enjoying, and trying out for the first time. So uh, if yep. you haven't played any of these games... That's cool and awesome, and it does not mean anything about your level of involvement in our hobby. So just know that we think your games are valid no matter what year they came out. I mean, come on. I talk about Heartthrob all the time. That's from like 1986. (laughs) All right. So I guess we should get into our number one games. I don't think mine will surprise many people if they uh, have been listening to the show for quite some time, because I talked about this one a lot in 2018, and it surprises a lot of people how much I love it, and that is Castell. Castell is definitely a Euro game compared to most of the other things I play, and most people go, wait, don't you not like Euros, Crystal? And while that is sometimes a true statement, a really thematic Euro can just grab my heart and it doesn't let it go. And I think part of my enjoyment of this game stemmed from the fact that the designer is who taught it to me. So you know how sometimes you learn a game wrong the first time and it shades your opinion of a game. And then later you learn to like it or you get to know it better and it's whatever. Like I know I learned this game right right Mm -hmm. from the get-go. Like I learned exactly what it was supposed to be and exactly what it was supposed to be is a thing I love so (laughs) much. Uh, It does not, it's not flawless. People have said that the um, reseeding of Castellers on the board is somewhat unfair at certain player counts. And I think that that is probably a true statement, but I love it. And this is definitely also on my list for most underrated games of the year. Uh, The only reason I put Stellar Leap instead of this one is because it's my number one game of the year. Uh, it is 100% underrated. It is wonderful. If you haven't played Castell, go find it and play it. It is awesome. If a thematic gamer like me is telling you to check out a Euro game, that means something. So, uh, and I'm happy to teach it to anybody anytime. If you see me at Dice Tower West, I will 100% teach you Castell if I have the time because I love it and I'll play it anytime. This is another one I need to try at Dice Tower oh, West. <laughs> yes, we should definitely play this like for real. Okay, my number one is probably kind of anticlimactic because I've already mentioned it a bunch, 
And that's the mind. <laughs> I'm so shocked. <laughs> yeah, but the mind. I've played a lot this year, and we've introduced oh, it. Hold to... on, we need to we need to discuss this, Andy, because I, I had a, access to your list of plays. Uh-huh. Uh, you shared it with me at one point. How how many times have you played the mind this year? Uh, so in 2018, I played it 87 times. Um, that is <laughs> I played it a few times this year too. <laughs> so like, there's 52 weeks in a year. That means you almost played it two times a week on average. Well, the thing is, I never play it just once in a sitting. So we would play it over and over again whenever we play it. Right, so. right. I'm just saying if you spread those out, <laughs> yeah. like, you play this a lot. But yes, I, I really like cooperative card games like Hanabi and The Game are also both in my collection and I like them a lot. And so The Mind is a similar idea, but it's real time. I realized... It's a real-time cooperative game, which is also another thing that I like <laughs> because you're, there's no turns. But everyone I've introduced it to, except for my dad, liked it a lot. My dad didn't like it, but, <laughs> but we've introduced it to like over 40 people, I think. Like, and they they've all loved it. It's like, so yeah, this one it's it's great. So that is awesome <laughs> that it's your number one. And then we have one more category that we're going to mention. We asked the people what game from 2019 that they were most looking forward to. Mm -hmm. And the people said Wingspan, Mm -hmm. which uh, I know a lot of people are very anxious about. It's already technically the first printing has already released. um, But I know there was some issues with they did not. Stonemaier Games just had did not know how popular it was going to be. And so the first printing was smaller than uh, it probably should have been, but it was of no fault of theirs. So they're printing more. They, I think they already have the second and third printings kind of like in the queue. And we talked about this in our Dice Tower Con recap episode that it was on the cruise and I stared at it lovingly and didn't get to play it. So uh, it is definitely near the top of my list as well. Mm-hmm. What game from 2019 are you most looking forward to? So I don't actually pay attention to a lot of the new games that are coming out. But recently, I did notice that a new Lord of the Rings game is coming out called Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle-Earth from Fantasy Flight Games, and it's going to be a cooperative app-driven game. So it sounds like it's going to be like Mansions of Madness, but with Lord of the Rings. And if that's done well, then I I would probably really like it. So I'm hoping it's good. <laughs> that does sound pretty awesome. Um, and my most looked forward to game of 2019 will have been spoiled if people watched a recent episode of Dice Tower tonight because Eric and I did a top five list of this category and my number one is a cheat because it is three different games and that is the end of the Time Stories white box series which is Time Stories Madame and then the first two games in the Time Stories blue box series which are uh, Time Stories Revolution A Midsummer Night and Time Stories Revolution The Hadal Project. I... Time Stories as a whole has cooled for me um, pretty significantly since it started. I loved it when it began. And then uh, as the expansions came out, most of them tended to dip for me. There were a few uh, highs and lows in there. But Mm -hmm. overall, I kind of am meh about it. But I'm very excited to see the end of the storyline for the White Box series. And I'm really excited to see the beginning of a new like series and I hope it invigorates things for me and truthfully I do still love time stories at its core even if some of the scenarios fell flat for me so I'm very excited Uh, I I especially want to see Bob in the last white box (laughs) we'll see what Bob is doing what happens to Bob I don't know like 
Uh, I can't, there's not even any spoilers. It's just like, what's the deal with Bob? <laughs> Everybody knows Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing, so. Yeah, I'm excited for those two, but I, I don't think I've, we've done the last uh, expansion that came out yet. So we're, we're kind of behind and I haven't kept track of what all the new ones are. So <laughs> I will get to it eventually. There you go. I think that's the case for us for a lot of games that mm-hmm. came out in 2018. <laughs> uh, there are obviously a lot of games that were very, very popular in 2018 yeah. that have gotten, not gotten mentioned here at all. And that's mm-hmm. probably because we didn't play them. I will say that I made, technically I made a top 10 instead of a top five <laughs> because I had to. So I will like lightning fast run through my mm-hmm. six through 10 uh, my number six is Drop It, dexterity mm. game that surprised me. It's wonderful. Get it. Uh, number seven, Let's Let's Make a Bus Route, which mm. is impossible to get a hold of because it's only in Japan. <laughs> and I really want this game to come over to America desperately. I'm probably going to end up ordering a copy really expensively at some point. Number eight, Bell Roddy, which mm-hmm. kind of is similar to the mind in a little bit of a way. I've played it a bunch. I love it so much. My number nine is Reef, which was uh, mm-hmm. the People's Choice most underrated game. And my number 10 was Fireball Island, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because I had never played the original Fireball Island. And so I didn't know if I like I had no nostalgia and I was pleasantly surprised by how silly and fun the new version from Restoration Games was. So I love it. And uh, I even got some people in my game group to play it who I thought wouldn't like be into it. And they really liked it a lot. So... <laughs> Yeah, and I guess I didn't go all the way to 10, but I had a short list with some games that I didn't mention. Um, Spiky Dastards, a speed game with pokey things. Um, <laughs> Stuff Fables, which is a children's storybook game. And Teotihuacan, which I only played once, but that's a Euro game. It's a spiritual successor to Sulkin, which I really like. Yeah, and there are definitely a couple of games or a few games that I only played once that Oh, the one. So I guess I should say the one that I mentioned earlier that I think would definitely be in my top five that isn't because I only played it one time is uh, Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. Mm. I loved my one play of this, and I've been desperately wanting to play it again and just haven't been able to get it back to the table. So that one is on my short list for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I think another one that probably would be up there is Architects of the West Kingdom. Mm. Uh, I loved that one as well and have only played it once. So, but man, there's so many other games that I like was debating, even ones that I've played more than once that I wanted to put on the list, Mm -hmm. but we can't put them all on the list. So, uh, that, uh, wraps up the 2018 Blitzy Awards. What is your favorite game of 2018? If you didn't vote in the poll, go over to our board game geek guild or Twitter and let us know. We want to hear your favorite games from 2018 or what games from 2018 you haven't played and are looking forward to, especially if some of them are ones we mentioned in this episode. So come let us know. And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, boardgameblitz.com, for video and blog content, as well as to get links to all our social media pages. This episode was sponsored by Gray Fox Games. Tsukiyumi Full Moon Down, an asymmetrical no-luck board game, will be coming to Kickstarter in just a few weeks, so make sure to keep an eye out for when it launches. Gray Fox Games, quality games cleverly crafted. If you're enjoying the show, consider becoming a patron. For as little as $1 a month, you can unlock access to unedited episodes and our private Slack channel, which lets you chat with us and other Blitzketeers directly. Head to patreon.com slash boardgameblitz to become a patron today. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Morrow. Technical support provided by Toby Mapp. Board Game Blitz is a part of the Dice Tower Network. Until next time, you are the Blitzy Queen, fun and neat from 2018. Bye, everyone. Bye.
was a pretty awesome game. Or <laughs> 2018 <laughs> was a pretty awesome year. Yeah, and then so people's... <laughs> I still need a place to roll up this... Sprawl up a list, too. Bum, 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 alliteration time. <laughs> All right, last episode, we asked you to retheme a game about racing around an island for incredibly cheerful people who entertain the king. What game was that, Ambie? That was Jovial Jester's Jamaica. Woo! We definitely had some correct guesses this time around, so let's see if you can get it right this time. Remember, the answer is a three-word phrase where all three words start with the same letter. So this week we are asking you to retheme a human pyramid game that you can play at a gambling spot that prefers paper money. Good luck, everyone!